0: Hello, and welcome to the Monthly Megabyte CEO Barometer. For those of you not familiar with Megabyte, we're a technology research firm, and we track the corporate activity, financial performance, and strategic positioning of the UK's leading software, ICT services, and digital companies. The idea of this show every month is that I look at all of the detailed written research and proprietary data that the team at Megabyte produces each month, uh, try and pull out the key themes and trends from that uh, research and data and extrapolate that and try and help you understand what that might mean for the outlook going forward. Um, As ever, a very busy month for the team at Megabyte, a bit less busy in terms of corporate activity, and I'll I'll come on to talk about that. But nevertheless, the the team produced over 200 individual pieces of news analysis, research and reports uh, looking at the uh, trading results and corporate activity in the sector. And as part of that, uh, they spoke to over uh, 50 uh, CEOs and other senior directors of the companies that we track at Megabyte to try and understand, get really, um, get underneath what's behind the results in those corporate transactions. To give an example of some of those uh, companies We've spoken to just in the last few weeks iris daisy following its uh, very interesting deal with xln which i'll talk about more about in a minute uh, specialist computer centers sec chess veristar marston uh, fe fund info midland hr mhr uh, fortero wireless logic redwood atcore total mobile alchemist A-Tech Cloud, and Kixi, and many many more besides Subscribers to the Megabyte platform can get access to all of our written research, all of our proprietary data on these companies and the markets in which they operate. Um, If you think that that kind of company intelligence uh, looking with a corporate lens will be uh, useful to you or could be useful to you, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Just go to our website, uh, click on the request a demo button and one of our lovely customer team will be very happy to help you out. So looking at the key takeaways from the UK technology sector this month, uh, you won't need me to tell you I suspect that it it was another rough month for share prices on both sides of the Atlantic, both in terms of the technology sector but also the wider market. Obviously, the the previous issues that had caused some share price weakness were were primarily around inflation and the worries that that might have an impact on interest rates. Indeed, it is already having an impact on interest rates. Of course, that's given way to the uh, sort of unfolding uh, humanitarian crisis and the war in Ukraine, which is now the major concern for markets. Uh, Share prices in the UK tech sector were down about 5% in February, and that was broadly in line with the market. Um, And actually deal flow as well was was subdued in February. I'm not sure the two are directly linked because the Ukraine crisis is obviously a relatively new thing uh, to be dealing with. We registered 74 deals on the megabyte transaction database in February, down from 91 uh, in uh, February, 2021. And that makes it one of the quietest months we've had for the last couple of years in the COVID era. And we saw further significant softness in venture capital deal flow in terms of the numbers of deals Conversely, it was actually a massive month for uh, fundraising, led in particular by uh, a 1 billion raised by FNZ. And I'll talk a bit more about that as we go through the show. Um, MA volumes were also down in the month, uh, particularly uh, because of a lack or a much lower volume of enterprise software deals. In total, we registered 38 deals uh, in the MA deals on our database during February, down from 44 in February 2021. And we have been seeing kind of 50 or more transactions as a benchmark uh, MA transactions. Transactions transactions each month. So uh, definitely weaker MA volumes during the month. Private equity, as I said last month, has stabilized. We recorded six transactions, uh, same amount as same number as the, as, as the same month last year, and it's stabilizing at around that level. And uh, capital markets very quiet, understandably. Another month with no IPOs and just one meaningful fo- follow-on public offering uh, during the month in the megabyte universe. In terms of valuations, public company valuations continue to slip, uh, actually, not that significantly during February as it happens and the outlook just becomes increasingly difficult frankly to uh, you know to um, to really try and get ahead get your head round. I think our current view continues to be broadly that uh, valuations will track back to their pre-COVID levels. We're already seeing that in the public company public markets and I think we're starting to see some evidence of that in the PE world. I think we will also see that in, in M&A and VC volumes uh, sorry valuations as we go through the year. So that's a quick canter through the key takeaways from the Megabyte CEO Barometer this month and I'll go into all of that in a lot more detail as we go through this month's show. So turning our attention to the uh, capital markets, what's been going on in capital markets uh, in the UK tech sector during, uh, during February and uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show in the key takeaways that uh, it's been another rough month. Share prices were down around 9 or 10% uh, in the tech sector during January and they were down another 5% in February. Um, in in February. Uh, The universe as a whole, this is an index we track of the the, uh, 150 or so UK listed tech stocks that we track at megabyte. That was down 4.5% in in February. And that translated to a similar reduction in the overall EE current year, EV, EBITDA multiple, to about 16 and a half times. Bear in mind, that's been as high as 20 times in the last 12 months. So, some significant weakness there. Broadly similar reductions in share prices for both software and ICT services sectors, 4 or 5%. Within software, we're seeing uh, um, EV DAR valuations just below 20 times, again down about 5% in the month. And ICT services now at about 14 times, also down a similar amount. As I said at the beginning, for context, the 42.50 was also down 5% in, uh, in February. So you know, they we're not seeing the tech sector performing any differently to the wider market right now looking at the US markets Nasdaq was also down about 5% so again translating to a similar kind of uh, dip over on the uh, in the US and the the Nasdaq composite tech heavy uh, as you know uh, is trading at about 16 and a half times currently at EBITDA. so quite an interesting mirroring there going on between here and in the uh, in the US the, the Bessemer B- 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 Venture Partners uh, Nasdaq Cloud Index, uh, which, this is a, an index of, of, of the uh, typically high growth, very kind of uh, sexy tech stocks, mainly SaaS stocks in the US. Uh, that has been, as uh, those of you who listen to our, this show regularly will know, that that has been hammered in the last nine months, taken a particularly heavy beating, uh, having been very highly valued through the, the most of last year. Uh, that was down another 7% in, uh, in February. Actually, it was down as much as 16% during the month, but actually recovered a bit towards the end of the month. And the EV sales multiple there is 13 and a half times currently, down slightly. And that is um, broadly half what it was uh, six or nine, maybe 12 months ago. Summer last year, it was trading at mid-20s, high-20s. So big reduction in in those kind of uh, high-growth SaaS stocks. And and I think that's going to be reflected increasingly in um, VC valuations as we go through this year. And I'll talk a bit more about that later on. In terms of deal flow in the capital markets, very little to talk about. Uh, There was one follow-on public offering a uh, central NIC um, um, internet registry uh, business, but also expanding its business into more uh, in the sort of online advertising world, raised $42 to fund a uh, $75 million acquisition of a company called VGL in Germany. So, you know, one bright spot here, uh, a trend I've talked about a lot in the last 12 months, UK public companies raising money from the capital markets to uh, expand internationally. So there is some good news there, but that is about it for the capital markets. In terms of the outlook, um, very hard to to triangulate on share prices. It's really all about what's going on in Ukraine. Uh, And... um, I think the IPO market's basically closed for now. Uh, you probably don't need, to te- don't need me to tell you that, but I don't think we're going to see any meaningful IPOs um, uh, for the time being. I think we will continue to see a, a number of follow on public offerings, as we've seen with Central, Nick, uh, this month and I did and last month. I, I, what would be very interesting to me is to see where we get to with any public to privates. Uh, there's still a wall of money, as you know, through, uh, in private equity. And with valuations starting to come back a bit in the capital markets, although I'd hardly describe them as cheap, um, uh, we might start seeing a few more P2Ps, which we haven't seen for some time. So a bit of a tricky month in the capital markets, but actually not maybe as bad as uh, certainly not as bad as I thought I was going to see when I looked at the stats, but not a great month again. Um, and uh, you know that is a, a, a quick overview of what's been going on in capital markets. Moving on next then to look at private equity. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, six deals to talk about uh, in February, same number as in February 2021. So we are seeing that stabilisation of private equity activity that I've talked about for the last couple of months. Three deals in ICT services, three deals in software, One carve out, uh, two secondary buyouts, three management buyouts and no public to privates uh, reported in, in February. Looking first then at the software deals, uh, the biggest one actually was uh, a, a M&A versus uh, private equity. It was an M&A for, for Informa, which uh, which was uh, divested its pharma intelligence business. This is a 1.9 billion transaction, so significant transaction as Informa continues to reshape its business. And that was um, that was acquired or invested in by uh, Wahlberg Pincus, so substantial private equity kind of activity in that B2B information space. Um, Elsewhere, more in the kind of tech-enabled services rather than pure tech, Alchemist. This is a 600 million deal. This is a risk management solutions business, bit of technology, bit of services. And uh, that was a 600 million deal, as I say, secondary buyout, uh, uh, inflection selling that business to Apex uh, for what we think was around 20 times current year EVBITDAH and also in the sort of tech enabled space rather than pure software i would say is mintech this is a market intelligence uh, information business in the commodities market uh, we don't have a deal value for that it was a 10 it's a 10 million revenue business growing rapidly so we're probably looking at um, at a uh, at a uh, valuation of, of north of 50 million so Kind of interesting deal flow going on there, and we are seeing a little bit of this with uh, tech-enabled services and, and what we describe in our platform as business process outsourcing. We only look at the kind of tech-enabled ones of those. Quite a lot going on in that market at the moment, so definitely worth, uh, uh, worth looking at that. In ITT services proper, as I would say, three small deals to talk about. ATEC, uh, managed services business, cloud managed services business, primarily in the Microsoft space. That was invested in by Pelican, um, uh, um, Akixi, um, Axiom Equity investing what we think was a, re- a deal around 32 and a half million. That's an estimate of ours in the call, se- call centre technology space. Um, and um, um, Apprentify, interesting name, uh, with the BGF investment. Uh, again, we think about 15 million in, uh, EV for that. This is a tech-enabled service business. It's basically an apprenticeship recruitment platform. So some interesting sort of, again, that's sort a of tech-enabled thing, quite interesting, um, but also sort of classic, classic IT and telecom services, such as with, uh, with, with Pelican. So I would say a fairly normal month for private equity in terms of the outlook. No change, I don't think, from our perspective. Uh, It feels like PE settled. There is still plenty of money chasing deals out there. There's still plenty going on. Uh, uh, Valuations at the moment, we're not seeing a huge amount of shift. I do think we're going to see a reversal to a degree of this 30 is the new 20 I've talked about a lot over the last 18 months or so. For software deals, I think we're going to see those coming back more towards 20 times, having been pushing up towards 30. And I think we've probably seen a high watermark for some of these ICT services deals in the mid-teens, high-teens. I think we might well see those coming back to sort of low to mid-teens as we were seeing pre-COVID, but we will see. That's a quick counter through private equity. In the next section, I'll look a little bit more detail about what's been happening in venture and growth cap. Turning next then to drill into a little bit more detail about what we've been seeing in the venture capital market. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the show, a significant reduction in uh, deal flow. 29 deals are registered on our database in February, down from 39 in uh, in February 2021. And we are seeing seeing deal flow uh, for the last few months. We've seen deal flow at a lower level uh, than we had a, a year ago. But this trend of, of of bigger average check sizes is continuing and um, it was an absolute blowout month in terms of the total amount raised. Two, over 2.1 billion raised for venture and growth capital during February, uh, quite extraordinary amount of money. Um, but um, over half of that, almost exactly half of that, in fact, was FNZ. This is in the wealth tech space. This is a 20 billion value deal. Uh, as I say, a billion raised. Um, and you know FNZ is just uh, very um, aggressively acquiring internationally to build out its wealth tech platform um, and is now one of the leaders globally in that space. And indeed, it was really all about fintech uh, more broadly for deal flow in in venture and growth capital in in the UK market in, in February, as well as the FNZ deal, which I've talked about, Cardless raised 230 million. Uh, that was at a 1.6 billion sterling valuation, led by Pamira, also with BlackRock and existing investors. Bear in mind that it's only a 30 million pound revenue business. Uh, that was uh, quite a chunky valuation. Uh, payments, as you know, um, regular viewers will will know that payments is a big uh, has been a massive consumer of venture capital in the last uh, couple of years, few years really, and and that continues. Genesis, this is a fintech low-code platform. Interesting one, this one. Again, probably only 10 million revenue business uh, raised 147 million sterling uh, for growth capital. We don't know the valuation on, on that one. This is um, enabling financial uh, financial institutions to, uh, to develop, uh, um, to, to sort of move off their legacy platforms and develop more modern applications using low-code, no-code. Big trend there, obviously. Um, also within the fintech space, uh, primary bid 139 million raised from SoftBank. This is a retail investment platform uh, matching uh, private investors to uh, institutional capital. Um, again, tiny revenues, probably only five million in FY21. Uh, again, we don't, we're not uh, clear on the valuation of that deal, but you know it's raised 139 million, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a chunky valuation. Elsewhere, GWI. Um, this was another 100 million plus deal, 134 million raised. This is in, broadly in the CRM space. Uh, it's, a consumer, it's a consumer behavior market research platform. So, again, you know, bringing back that kind of tech-enabled services kind of um, theme, 650 million sterling valuation, again, about 20 times uh, trailing revenue for that business. And last but definitely not least, in terms, of the, uh, in terms of the 100 million plus deals we saw during February, the, 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 my commentary would not be complete each month without an FDTB, with FTTP, without a cable deal. And we had our one in Complete Technology Group. There's 125 million pound raise from Infrared Capital Partners and others. Um, so that's our, that's our cable deal, our fibre deal, sorry, for the, uh, for, for the month sorted out. Overall, as ever, vast majority of deals were in software-25, foreign services, ICT services, almost all, almost all around the kind of fibre build-out. Elsewhere, below the 100 million mark, the below the mega-deals, we call it, again, most of the activity was really in, 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 in fintech. Uh, As well as the deals, the mega deals I mentioned, Atom Bank also raised 75 million during February. And Thought Machine, which is a very interesting kind of retail banking platform that's gaining a lot of traction, raised another 40 million after its sort of mega round uh, late last year. Uh, And other than that, it was very quiet elsewhere. Obviously, there were a significant number of transactions, plenty to, to go on in enterprise software, although less than we've seen, but mainly in the pre Series A, Series A, quite small rounds. So it definitely feels like this concentration of deals is. is is gathering momentum in venture and growth capital. When we think about the outlook, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, I I think we're going to see a very active market, don't get me wrong, for this year in in venture and growth capital. Um, I do think, though, that, uh, you know, I talked quite a lot last year about being concerned about some of the froth in venture capital valuations. Continue to see that. We're not really we haven't really seen any significant reduction in valuations in in venture and growth capital. You know, I've talked quite a few, you know, FNZ done it 20 times revenue, although that's a, a very substantial business. So that's kind of understandable. Some of these very small businesses with arguably unproven, sometimes unproven business models and global scalability still trading at 20 plus times revenue. With the Bessemer Venture Partners Index trading at um, you know, not much more than half that, I just can't see those valuations being justified. As we, and I can see some softness coming through in those venture and growth capital deals, uh, maybe normalizing a little bit as we go through the year. And I actually hope that happens because I think they have got a bit uh, frothy. And I think a bit, of, a bit more sense coming into these valuations is no bad thing. So that's a look at venture and growth capital Uh, during the month of February. I will finish the show as I always do to look at M&A. So wrapping things up, um, uh, as I always do um, each month, looking at uh, M&A activity in the UK technology sector. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, it was quieter, definitely quieter during uh, during February. Thirty-eight deals registered on our database, down from forty-four, and we have definitely been seeing the range of much more like fifty to sixty deals in MA um, um, over the last few months. So quite very quiet month really. Seventeen deals in ICT services, twenty-one in software. So a particular weakness in software, where we normally see uh, where we normally see kind of most of the deals or about two-thirds of the deals. So twenty-one deals in software was down from thirty-two in February twenty twenty-one. So a 50% reduction in deal flow in software. I don't think we can read too much into one month, but it is interesting to note that. And as I mentioned previously, the big kind of the big thing that really jumped out of the stats uh, this month was a substantial reduction in in enterprise deals. We've seen. Um, sometimes two dozen enterprise software deals uh, in, in a month uh, over the last few months, just seven to report on in, uh, in, in February. And I think that's really interesting in itself. One of the big things was that most of the consolidators were completely absent from deal flow uh, during February. The only exception to that was Ideagen acquiring Mail Manager for 26 million. Uh, so that was, I think, the big, the big delta in software. Um, you know, there were some interesting deals to talk about. Mindsoft in the patent analytics uh, sector, that was acquired by a Wahlberg Pincus-backed ML, uh, MLM2 for about 50 million. And in the telematics space, um, Autonomo acquired uh, the UK business, The Flow, I think that's how you pronounce it, F-L-O-W, Flow, for 24 million. So there is some interesting deal flow going on enterprise just at a lower level. Things are also pretty quiet in fintech, to be honest with you. I think the main deal really to talk about there, again, relatively small. We don't actually know the valuation, but relatively small deal with FE Fund Info, continuing its M&A uh, uh, program with uh, acquiring Fund Square in Luxembourg. You know, FE Fund Info has now done an, a, a handful of deals over the last few months, and we know is is definitely going to continue to look at doing more deals. So that's kind of interesting. Interesting sort of dynamic of the wealth tech space. Um, also thinking about what's happening with FNZ that I mentioned in the previous section. Um, I'm going to talk about our CEO summit on wealth tech at the end of the at the end of the uh, at the end of the show this month. But that's definitely one uh, that uh, that's going to drill into all of these uh, interesting trends within wealth tech. Business to consumer has been very busy again. Relatively quiet. Only one significant deal really to talk about there. Again, quite a niche deal. Um, Innovid acquired uh, TV Squared, UK business that we track called TV Squared. This is an analytics platform for the TV advertising market. That was about £120 million uh, deal. So kind of scrappy, I would say, in software. Nothing really get your, you know, get your teeth into in, in software and M&A during February. Um, in ICT services, the main deal to talk about, obviously, is Daisy acquiring XLN. XLN is a, a stalwart of the kind of mid-market private equity, having been through a number of PE and debt owners in the last uh, 10 years, a business we've tracked for over a decade at Mega Bite, uh, as well as DAISY, obviously. So DAISY acquired XLN for $210 million, roughly 10 times um, EV EBITDA. Uh, and, and DAISY uh, uh, is going to uh, slot XLN into its uh, s- a small and medium-sized business division, SMB division. Uh, and uh, that will actually almost double the, uh, the size of that division. Very chunky now. Um, over $50 pro forma EBITDA within that business and probably nearer 60 once we've got synergies. Um, Interesting that there's an Aries, uh, the debt Debt fund there, Aries funding both of those businesses, bringing them together, which is interesting as well. I think probably the big takeaway from that deal, as well as just interesting to see more consolidation in that part of the market, uh, which has been very vibrant anyway. Is what that means for Daisy? Um, those of you who follow Daisy or uh, listen to our listen to this show or read our research will know that they've gone. They went through a substantial corporate uh, kind of restructuring last year, where they split off DWS, uh, Digital Wholesale Solutions, that was funded by Inflection in a deal valued about a billion. And um, you know, will big question mark is will they do a similar thing, perhaps with SMB or one of their other parts of their business that is getting very chunky now? So that's a kind of key thing to watch. We think. And if you're a subscriber, then I strongly recommend you have a look at our research uh, that Philip cast my business partner, uh, produced on this. He's had extensive conversations with Daisy about what they're doing and what they're planning on doing and knows those, both Daisy and XLN Inside Out. So if you're a subscriber, um, please do take a look at his, his research on that part of the market and those companies. If you're not a subscriber, you know what to do. And, also active in, in, uh, in ICT services in February was the IT consulting market, number of deals there. And um, the, the, the sort of the most significant, interesting thing to note is Kin and Carter, again, more of a sort of services business um, and has been more around kind of more kind of the, in the kind of marketing uh, marketing space, but is much more moving its uh, business more towards what I would describe as TPX and sort of Maytech tech type model and has acquired three in one sort of one go acquired three uh, uh, three IT consulting businesses, the most significant of which is a nearshore. Or, um, IT implementation business. So that's interesting to watch what they get up to. Kin and Carter listed on the UK market, of course. So I would say, a, a, you know, an interesting month and quieter month for for and um, a Again, I, I don't really think we should read too much into the quieter month in m um, and I think that we are seeing a normalisation as we are across the market in terms of deal volumes. Yeah, this is very much driven by PE buy and builds. We are still seeing PE buy and builds coming through. There is a lot of capital out there still um, pushing uh, MA agendas within P primarily within PE back businesses. So I don't think we're going to see a huge change in, in deal volumes. And we know that that, for example, the uh, there's no change, for example, in the enterprise software consolidators the day the accesses and the RS is still looking for transactions. So we're going to see continued activity there. It just was a quiet month. And in terms of valuations you know, similar to what we've seen, I think, elsewhere in the market and what I've talked about over the last 20 minutes or so, we're going to see a normalisation of those. We are seeing a normalisation of those valuations, probably back more towards pre-COVID levels. So that was was a wrap up of and a run through what's been going on in the UK technology sector from a corporate activity and valuations perspective. Hope you enjoyed the show this month. Before I leave you, um, I promised to mention a bit more about our uh, CEO Summit sessions. The CEO Summit is an online series of seminars that are free to join if you are a CEO or, or senior director of one of the companies you track or an equivalent or a senior investor or advisor in the UK tech sector. And they are um, just over an hour, these sessions, and they have um, some insight from the Megabyte Analyst and a panel session of, of CEOs and other uh, relevant senior people that are looking at a particular area of the market. Super interesting. Uh, we'd love to uh, have you at those. The two coming up that I wanted to mention, 29th and 30th of March. 29th on WealthTech, 30th of March on, on IT Consulting. These are two of the most interesting parts of the market at the moment, in my opinion. WealthTech, I've talked about quite a lot on the show this month. Uh, FNZ, I talked about. FE Fund Info doing m and Lots of interesting dynamics. And my colleague Rob Warencho is writing a really interesting detailed insight report on this part of the market that will be available to subscribers as well in the next couple of weeks. So lots going on in wealth tech for us at Megabyte. So please tune into that session. I'm going to be moderating that on the 29th of March, 30th of March in IT Consulting. You'll hear from my colleague uh, James Priest on his thoughts on what's happening in IT Consulting. That will be moderated by Philip Kass. Again, uh, free to join if you follow those criteria, if you fall into those criteria I mentioned. So go to our website and you'll be able to register. So hopefully um, uh, you can join us for some of those. I hope you enjoyed the show again this month. Um, You know, can't tell you how sad we all are by what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, frankly, some of what I'm talking about this month feels particularly irrelevant compared to what's going on over in that side of Europe. So our thoughts go um, out to all of the people involved in that conflict. Um, But for now, uh, we wish you all the very best. Stay safe. And I look forward to talking to you again next month.